Welcome to Rivers to Resilience, where you'll gain insights and knowledge into resilience while it's being inspired, motivated and transformed. So on today's podcast, I'm pleased to introduce Jose Lugo, who is founder and lead creative of We Are All One Story. Jose travels the USA, listening to and sharing people's stories. He's finishing his memoir, Love, Faith and Violence a true song and story due to be released in November 2020. So thanks for being on today's, uh, being here with us today, Jose. It's great to have you join the podcast and I'd love for you just to kind of introduce yourself and share about We Are All One Story. My name is Jose. Um, What we do at We Are All One Story, um, we currently travel the US and, you know, we're looking towards as soon as this lockdown eases to certainly travel internationally um we go and we listen to people's stories and we share them we don't have any prerequisite to anybody who shares their story except that they speak honestly um the goal is to get people to see the value in their own story that um to remind people of a simple truth that they as a person have inherent value therefore their story has value and i think we lose um sight of that all too often we're not reminded of that all too often and um, we just try and remind people of the power that they have inherently and the power in their own story. Mm -hmm. No but that's powerful and um, I guess when I think about stories they can be quite vast and broad can't they? It makes me think about business as well, storytelling is so powerful in business and you know engaging with with your audience and I just wonder what type of stories um, captivate you? Um, well, they all, they're all, um, they're all captivating. Um, you know, each person we ask each person, each person gets asked the same set of questions. And within those questions, we're able to navigate through the person's story. And I think we get to the essence of who the person is. Um, and what's captivating to me is how each person is truly unique. Like, you, you know, I've never heard the yeah. same story twice. I've never heard the, the, anything explained the same way twice <laughs> yeah and um you know to me that's fascinating that's captivating it's enlightening um you know um the stories that are best are the stories of the people who are usually the most vulnerable mm-hmm. um, yeah. those to me actually are the are, are usually the best ones not that they're better than others but i they're that's where the power is when when you're truly honest and you decide to to release um things you've been holding in a lot of times um the stories that we hear and share um these people have never really talked about what they've been through they've never talked about the trauma in their lives they've never talked about their values and and um you know when i see someone do that for the first time and and really go through their story and try and look at it through a positive light i think that's um that's certainly captivating and inspiring to myself and hopefully Mm -hmm. to the audience as well yeah so it sounds like you're creating a platform and a safe space for people to, I guess, to be vulnerable. And when I think about that, I can see how that could possibly help people in their recovery and bring about emotional you know, healing and, and, and liberation. And I know that sometimes if you, um, if you suppress your experiences, that, that can be detrimental to your emotional health and well-being and I've observed that quite a lot in, in my role as a, as a psychotherapist so I wonder what your thoughts are about that and whether you've observed that 
You know, I've certainly observed it in my own life. Um, you know, the power of, of, of embracing who I am and to embrace who you are is to embrace your story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and certainly in my brother's life, because my I have an older brother who's, a, you know, my partner in this as well, and he did the uh -huh. same thing. And, you know, we're a testament to um, seeing the value in our own story, because a lot of times we think we're not um, we lose our uniqueness. We lose mm -hmm. our, our, our sense of self, our sense of who we are, because we're trying to fit in um, to what society tells us we should be. Yeah. We're trying to fit into um, what we see on a, on a screen. And, and once you know that you don't got to fit in and that you can be who you are, there's nothing. Yeah. Once you share your story, it's like there's nothing. What else is there to hide? Mm -hmm. yeah. This is my story. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we just think people sharing their stories, you know, it's not the cure-all be-all, it's not the answer, but we know for a fact that it is a positive step towards the right direction. Yeah, and that, okay. you know, after someone narrates their story that maybe they can um, begin to get answers as to why they are, you know, the way they are. Maybe they look for, for counseling, for therapy, and they're more open to, um, to just mental health in general. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's powerful. And thanks for, for sharing that. <laughs> so what for yourself, what would you say has contributed to or helped you to build and enhance your resilience during your journey of life? You know, everything. Um, everything, you know, I'm still standing. Um, you know, it started from my childhood. I mean, I, I grew up in a very... Uh, you know, disciplinarian home. So a lot of, you know, call it what it is, physical abuse. Um, right. Through that, that that seeped into my early adulthood. Um, you know, I joined a gang when I was 16. I went to prison for, I got a five-year sentence when I was 18. Um, mm -hmm. and, you know, I did a lot of growing up inside prison walls. Um, right. Then after that, transitioning from a, a prison mentality and a gang mentality, trying to fit into regular society you know mm -hmm. that was difficult um but then um you know I couldn't fully integrate back into society I was still trapped in a persona that wasn't really me right and um that was difficult and I didn't quite know how to deal with it and um I didn't know what was going on and I went through a, a, a deep depression and you know, where suicidal thoughts and, you know, really wanting to take my own life and where, you know, this, this whole character I had built of myself, you know, I was no longer protecting me or no longer um, was bringing me down at this point. You know, when you mm -hmm. grow up the way we grew up, I mean, I grew up in Los Angeles is all the things that help us survive in the moment are the things that will bring us down in the long run. And, yeah. you know, the things that helped me survive was my pride and my ego. Mm -hmm. And I fed those things, I mean, in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't have a healthy relationship with myself because I never wanted to confront the, the pain I had felt. Mm -hmm. And instead, I, I masked it with, you know, um, the gang culture, violence, things of those nature and things of that nature. And, um, eventually that came crashing down on me mm -hmm. and um 
throughout all those phases, you know, I think the resiliency builds up. So through my youth, you know, I had to make it through my youth and, um, and you know, it's funny, I, I just Googled resilience. It says the capacity to recover quickly. I don't know if it was quickly. It took my entire <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs> it took, it took, certainly took my entire life. Um, mm -hmm. But um, as a youth, you know, I, I always had a, like a bounce back attitude, you know, even though, you know, the violence was there, you know, I'd always, the next day I'd forget about it and I'd continue right. on. And then, yeah. you know, but then at a certain time, and I did that for years, but mm -hmm. I, then I kind of gave up, you know, when I hit my teens, I was like, Hey, this is an ending. What's going on? <laughs> you <Yeah. know>? and, <laughs> and, um, and, but still I kept on going. I mean, in prison, you have the, 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 the time and, you know, how I saw that was, you know, I did the crime. I did the, you know, I have to do the time in a, mm -hmm. a certain way. You got to own up to it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I worked through that. And then, but the hardest part in my life beyond a doubt was, you know, my battle with depression and, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not brick and mortar. It's not physical, you know, yeah. you can't, you can't violently beat up depression and say, mm -hmm. ah, yes. You no, know? Well, but I'm sure many people <laughs> wish that they could. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> And, you know, it, 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 it broke me all the way down. And, and by that, you know, it's not, you know, there's a negative and a positive. I think my ego and my pride needed to break. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no other way because I always thought, you know, that by the strength of my own hands, I can get by. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when I went through that, that whole battle, it was intense. I, you know, in the moment, I didn't know what was going on. I, mm. I just... I thought it was like my punishment for the lifestyle I had lived. Um, right. Okay. It was negative okay. thought after negative thought. And um, the anxiety was at an all-time high. I had never really had a physical connection to my anxiety, but it was, you know, it was, it, it was also physical at this mm -hmm. point where I would wake up and my, like I, my chest wants to, my heart wants to come out of my chest. I want to pull my hair out. And then the right. negative thought blood in and it was mm -hmm. intense it was something that I had never experienced before mm -hmm. and um to the point where I wanted it to stop and you know I did go on the brink of wanting to, to take my own life because it was just at that point I just I felt like I was in a fight every day and every day I was just getting beat up mm, on the floor yeah. and every day was just like I was just doing my best. I was trying to mm -hmm. use the, the fight mentality and, and you know, yes. that really doesn't work. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, essentially, um, you know, I was brought all the way down and I felt the only place I could go was, you know, way back, you know, when I was contemplating to take my life, I had remembered what my mom had told me a long time ago. And she said, you know, my middle name's Carlos. She said, Carlos, whatever you go through, you know, your life will always have value just mm. for being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, in that moment, you know, I was like, you know, I cried out, I cried out to God and, and, mm -hmm. and as since I surrendered, I said, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I was sorry for the life I had lived and I had never really wanted to give up. <laughs> the right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you know, at, in that moment when I cried out for help, I think after that, it's like um, the floodgates opened for me. I was able mm-hmm. to go seek help. I was able right. to find people who were going through the same things that I was going through. And I was mm-hmm. able to accept the help. And um, I think that's all those things added to what my resilience is at now. And I think it's pretty robust, if mm-hmm. I might say. Um, especially um now looking at my story with valley like you know i you know i have tools you know i have been through physical things and 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 things like that but the best one is the mental battle Mm -hmm. and um and make working it through that and Mm -hmm. and the way that it's funny the, the way that you know i made it through that was essentially surrendering and um, you know, that's the way it made sense to me that I didn't have to fight anymore, that I can just yeah. accept myself as mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. And that's powerful, accepting yourself as you are, that that self-acceptance, that self-efficacy, that helps you to bounce back because yeah. it allows you to be resourceful and, and to know that, you know, you can navigate through whatever you face. And I think sometimes in life, we're always comparing ourselves to others. And that can be quite detrimental to our well-being. Yeah, it's it's quite toxic because you you can never, you know, you, you can never attain th- that that goal or standard. never because it's not yeah yeah yeah. But um, you know that that's such a powerful journey that you've shared. And when you were talking about you know when initially you were imprisoned, I just wondered, you know, being in that environment for five years. What helped you to get through, you know, be having to kind of follow a strict regime? Because I guess a lot, I, I asked that question because I know a lot of people don't make it through the prison system. Mm-hmm. You know, there's high suicide rates, high mental health rates. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, violence and abuse. I know there's a, a, a lot yeah. that goes on in that environment. And I just wonder what allowed you to, to get through? Because I think you need to be quite mentally tough to, and to kind of get through through that experience you know it's funny because i've had i've had um there's there's a uh, obviously there's a few factors that um helped me get through that one i mean as humans we have a a, a innate ability to survive so you know more than likely you'll survive the battle is you know what type of person do you let yourself become um you know are you still a prisoner in in your thoughts and that's where um most mm-hmm. of us like you like that's why we don't make it because we yeah. become conditioned to seeing the world through the lens of really what is a horrible lens negativity since we're in the bad of what life is mm-hmm. we yeah. tend to see the bad in everything and in everyone yeah and it's detrimental i mean i certainly thought that the me against the world the uh, people are out to get me and and then, you know, what are the, the, the common things we hear in prison? Trust nobody. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um, trust no female. Duh. Right, <laughs> okay. Uh, they say, you know, it's in their trust, um, like hold back. You mm-hmm. Don't be yourself. Keep the, right. keep the armor on. Um, yes, yeah. And those things, you know, they may help you in prison because everyone else is that way. But in regular life, um, those things will, you know, break you down. Yeah. It's not a it's not a path to success. It's a path to um, failure, and it, it could mm-hmm. be a critical failure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I like to, you know, but also thinking, I was also 18, you know, I was, and then, uh, you know, being in survival mode, um, it's like, I was just working through the days, you know, mm-hmm. you just get through the day. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about being, people talk about being in the present moment. Boy, I was yeah. definitely in the present moment. Yeah. So. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. But there's also something bigger and it's kind of, you know, I also had, and, and it's weird, there's a level of peace as well, given all the violence that's around, that was around me. Right. Okay. You know, there's a level of peace and it's kind of the peace that I have now. And it's, um, you go in, you know, that there's these, all these factors you can't control. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of have to surrender in your own way while you're in prison. You don't decide when you go to eat. You don't decide when you see your family. You mm-hmm. don't decide when your cell door opens. You are completely in no control. Mm-hmm. And you have to give that up. Yeah. And all you can focus on is right here, protecting yourself. And there's like, hey, this is all I got to worry about. Is kind of, that's not really too many things to worry about. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of, it's intense, but it's not, there's a piece to it knowing that all the basic necessities like you're taking care of. And the reason I say how that equates to now is kind of, you know, people are scared to surrender, you know, to God or to, to, if it makes more sense to somebody else, to the universe. And mm-hmm. um, to know that like you'll be taken care of, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of things that there's only a few things that you got to worry about within your person with that yeah. you have control over. Mm-hmm. And if you just focus on those things, you know, everything else kind of will, will fit into that. And um, so, you know, the prison experience for me, you know, was dynamic. It was um, a growing experience. And, you know, I learned a lot while I was in there, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, minus all the violence and all the negative things I had to unlearn. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of positive things I learned as well. Yeah, no, that's great. And th- thanks for sharing that. And it sounds like from what you've shared so far, that in terms of um, resilience for you, it's important to, to be self-aware, to understand what are those thoughts? What's that narrative that your mind is, is exposed to daily? So some of those negative thoughts, you've got to try and police them. You've got to, to be present, let go of the negative thoughts and just kind of stay in the present moment it sounds like that helped you to navigate through that 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 challenging time focusing on the here and now not focusing on what you can't control but focusing on what you can and it sounds like for you surrendering to your current experiences that yeah Yeah, Yeah. powerful and then also your faith as well yeah And, and and um i guess letting go of your past in order for you to move towards you know a, a new future and to create new stories and new memories and it sounds like all of those ingredients contribute towards you you're building resilience which is powerful because resilience is a it is a journey and it's about what you learn in that journey mm. if we're experiencing challenges or just going through life if we haven't learned anything what's the point <laughs> yeah you know if you don't learn anything you're more likely to repeat that behavior exactly and the lesson is right in front of you it's just you're not it's just weird yes (laughs) yes it is yeah and it's it's mindset if you have the mindset that you want to learn through the challenge through the adversity through the crisis even let's bring it 
bring it down to what we're facing through COVID, through this pandemic, what can we learn? Are we, yeah. are we choosing to be defeated or are we choosing to, to learn and to overcome? Although I know, you know, it is challenging. I'm not kind of denying that. There's been a lot of, um, a lot of deaths. It, it's just horrifying, but we've still got to try and live and take one day at a time and try and bounce back because a lot of people have lost their lost their jobs and lost their homes so i guess from from your from your perspective you know what advice would you give to our listeners based on your life experiences what's helped you to get through challenges and how can you apply them and transfer them to what we're all facing globally well uh, to your listeners first off um i'm going through the same thing as well you know and i'm trying to get through this whole covid experience myself um i do understand that um you know, some days are good, some days are not so good. Some days are a little bit more challenging than others. And I think that um, embrace it. That's just what it's like right now. But that's kind of what life is like. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, um, it's um, more like, um, you know, I think right now we have a time, you know, minus just, you know, getting through certain days and, and understanding that um, being in like how you how you're feeling right now is completely normal. Like, um, Mm-hmm. There's millions of other people, if not billions, who are feeling the same way. Yeah. And, um, but we can use this time to really, um, most of us don't self-reflect, um, unfortunately. I think we can use this time to, to embrace the uncomfortability of not just the climate, but the uncomfortability we also have within ourselves. And, yes. to, maybe, and to maybe dive into ourselves and, and to see what's really important. Mm -hmm. I think right now during COVID, you have to see that the most important thing is other people. Um, And like, um, you know, honestly, I live in a a pretty nice place, but if there's not Mm -hmm. people in it, what's the point of? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, to maybe boost our appreciation for our fellow person. Yeah, yeah. um, To boost our, our respect for the fellow person because mm-hmm. I think we're right now we kind of do want that community we want that yeah. that interaction that relationship and that's what it is to be human we're not you know we're not meant to be cooped up in our homes I mean mm. I also have a cross reference point of when it feels like a prison lockdown and it's ah, yes. <laughs> so, yeah so it's not um you know how when I hear how people, you know, some people deal with deal with it different, and I always think in my head, you know, this does feel like a prison lockdown, and I have mm-hmm. been in those, and yeah. this one's a little bit worse because you have the whole world at your fingertips outside. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so I completely understand. So, however you're feeling, it, it, it's normal, and you'll get through it. And um, maybe just take this time to self-reflect, and maybe try to answer some of the hard questions you you haven't been trying to answer. Mm-hmm. yeah no thank you for sharing that it's so powerful and i think it's important not to miss this opportunity because in reality w- when has the the world come to a standstill and when have you had yeah. so much time to maybe do those things that you've been kind of putting off or procrastinating about or even just i would say just connecting with yourself as you shared connecting with your family and just your community community is so key and critical to emotional resilience and 
it, it provides a space where you can express gratitude and well-being having access to maybe you know a friend or family member yeah. who might be a role model to you you know you can learn from from, from those individuals and that can help to, to build your resilience as a person and i wonder for yourself you know do you have any role models that have kind of helped to to build or enhance your resilience i mean yeah uh, certainly um you know, given my mom, if you take out the, the physical abuse, she was a 10 out of a 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, you know, my mom was a single mom with uh, six kids and she divorced, right. you know, my parents divorced when I was five. And, um, you know, the things that I'm going through um, or I've been through, like, I always think of my mom. I was like, wow, mm -hmm. she did this with six kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> she's one um the love of my family the love that they have for me i mean mm -hmm. i get to know what love is you know i get to experience god's love through them and mm -hmm. i think that's beautiful they've stuck yeah. by me through thick and thin through my prison mm -hmm. experience through my criminal experience and, yeah you know they're with me now in this mm -hmm. experience and you know my older brother he's a he's a double leg amputee lost both his legs in afghanistan mm -hmm. uh, he's He's certainly a, a a role model. I mean, I've never heard him make an excuse. I've never, right. um, I've never heard him. You know, he has a he has a mentality that's pretty, um, you know that 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 takes responsibility and ownership, and that's mm -hmm. something to to look up to and 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 to follow. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, that that's powerful. And what you shared about um your mum, um, you know, raising six, six children alone, that, you know, really resonates with me because, you know, there were four of us when I was growing up and my parents, they divorced, I think I was about three, I, clearly, I don't really remember. But I, I really do feel that um, when you're kind of exposed to adversity early on in life or more adversity, that allows you to be more resilient because you've so got so to true. navigate through those challenges. And I'm of the mindset that, whatever I face, my mindset is, you will succeed. You know, a growth mindset, failure doesn't exist. You always learn, or you can yeah. always learn if you um, choose to. And I wonder whether, you know, observing maybe what, what your mum went through or what she did, you know, for you and your siblings as a mother, whether observing that helped you to kind of build your resilience and model it, because I know that was the case for me. Yeah, um, you know, certainly see, seeing it, um, seeing it in her, I was, you know, you know, my mom had to be the dad and the mom, the disciplinarian, which she took to an extreme with six kids, which is, I yeah. completely understand these days. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, I can just feed off of her strength. I mean, it, I can also feel it. Like, I can also feel that, um, you know the the like she couldn't fail either she has six kids failure is yeah. not an option mm -hmm. um how that feeds my resiliency now it's kind of like knowing you know oftentimes we we get in fear mode and panic mode that it's not going to work out mm -hmm. it's not going to happen and it's back to the surrendering like my mom did it alone she's also an immigrant she did it alone with six kids like somehow some way you'll end up making it mm -hmm. but we'll yeah. you know if I don't stack the chips against myself, you know, it's a lot of times we defeat ourselves, not just in our thinking, but in our actions that are destructive. And that can yeah. be our addictions. 
-hmm. and we wake up wondering why things aren't happening because we're putting we're 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 putting ourselves down we're not putting ourselves in the position to succeed yeah yeah i think if you have a if you have a, a goal and a sober mind and uh like so like you know things will break in your favor eventually mm-hmm. and you just got to continue on i mean i've seen it with my mom i've seen it with my brother i've seen it with my family like mm-hmm. somehow some way we're all okay and we're all still here mm-hmm. yeah and i love how you just shared about you know if you have a goal you will somehow make it and yeah. i totally agree with that because having a clear having a goal brings you clarity and purpose in life so regardless of what you face regardless of what crisis yeah. you're facing you your eye is on the goal and that yeah. keeps you going it keeps you focused you know you might get distracted or deviated or if you think about a sat nav you might need to reroute sometimes but then you get <laughs> yeah. back on track and you just you know you keep yeah. focus um some people in life stop <laughs> when they get challenges faced and they don't allow themselves to learn and uh, and grow and i would say that that can possibly happen when um or that can possibly lead to someone struggling emotionally because resilience is a protective factor against stress anxiety and and, and low mood and i think that's why it, it's something that i'm so passionate about because mm. all of us need to build resilience and it's going to help yeah. us thrive and, and and those around us um as, as well and yeah, it, it is key and critical to succeed in life, you know, in business. And yeah, we've all got to pursue those goals. Yeah. So was there any particular goal that you had during those different chapters of your life that helped yeah. you focused? Um, and it no, doesn't I, need to I, be anything, it doesn't need to be anything, um, you know, major. It could be just as simple as, making it through to the end yeah it was um <laughs> you know as as a kid and and, and during my my uh, you know the the whole uh prison time and street time in my life it was really just getting it through the day i never had a i never had a long-term goal because i never thought that i would live that long right. you know i was trying to make it through the day and and you know if if ever i were to think of a goal that would take a few years or you know, I'm just trying to survive today. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that goal to me was no good if I'm not here. And I didn't like, I didn't truly believe that it was possible. So I just really grinded through the days. And, and, and you know, that was part of me still being here. That's what mm-hmm. I had to do at that time, mm-hmm. given the circumstances. You know, now, of course, you know, I have, I have quite a few goals. And, yeah. um, and they certainly, it's just like you said, um, these goals require all the tools that I've that I've used throughout my entire life. It requires the use of my whole story, and and yeah, it's exciting. It's it's um it's beautiful, and you know, sometimes the plans don't go as planned, but the plans can change. The goal doesn't. It's having that flexibility and knowing that, you know, it it's still a learning experience. That it, the learning is never going to stop, and that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's beautiful, at least for myself, where I can actually see a goal. And because I remember where I couldn't see past the week. So, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, now it's just, you know, um, embracing the goal, but one, believing that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, um, it's all about the work at this mm-hmm. point. And, um, and 
you know, you have to have a, a good amount of faith. I think any, any, whether you're doing an organization, entrepreneurship, a business, mm-hmm. you're really doing something that you don't see yet in the physical yeah. world. Yeah. And, you know, there is a faith dynamic mm-hmm. and, but once the faith and the work start working together, I mean, mm-hmm. that's when you start seeing the magic happen. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's great. That's so powerful. So for you, what would you say is um, the biggest hurdle or obstacle that you face in life? Um, the, the, the battle with depression. Um, <laughs> um, it was intense. It was, uh, it was something unlike I'd never experienced. It was um, um, like literally it felt like that's the closest to death I had ever felt in my life. I was in prison. I was in the streets for X amount of years. I've, I've mm-hmm. been no stranger to, to life and death violence. Mm-hmm. But during that battle with depression was, you know, death felt like it was right there, like it was imminent. And it was, right. um, and that was certainly the, the biggest hurdle. And I'm glad I made it out of that. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, before I never even knew what mental health was. <laughs> I right, okay. <laughs> I had no clue what people were talking about. Right, that's interesting. <laughs> and, and and you know that's just you know um, that was certainly the hardest part. And that's why when when I hear people talk about the battles they're having within their mind, mm-hmm. I completely completely giving my full attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, with, with the depression, what what would you say triggered it? Was it linked with those early experiences? Because I think I'd love for our the, the listeners to to understand more about depression. Because I'm, you know, I'm so passionate about emotional health and and well being, and that's why I decided to to start this podcast because the, there's many rivers to resilience that we can all develop, and that is a tool to prevent um, to prevent you from developing depression or anxiety or other mental health difficulties or it's a tool that can help you to work through it so i want to just kind of share some hope yeah well wonder there's certainly hope and and what i was going through and if anyone else is going through it, we know that millions of other people are going through it that actually i kind of think is just it's just part of the human experience and yeah <laughs> and at a certain point so yeah you know, some maybe may have it harder than others. I mean, I certainly went to to a very low point. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I think the what the cause of that was was um, me hiding behind a mask, right. a mask that wasn't equipped to deal with my own emotional problems. Mm-hmm. Um, me not um, making sense of my childhood. Mm. of the hurt that I had as a kid um you know being you know my father leaving and then my mom staying and and I had never really processed um that emotion of of being hurt so much by somebody you love so much Mm -hmm. um and I think I started you know once I started making it out of my depression I started to look for these answers and you know the answers were in my own story and and Mm. And I decided to look at my story through the lens of hope and positivity. And, um, you know, the realization I had, one, that the way I felt was okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That it wasn't any, you know, I was, you know, I grew up like being ashamed to express my feelings or, mm-hmm. you know, I've always kind of been a crybaby growing up. So right. I've always been a, a little bit more emotional, Yeah, than, you know, suppressing that my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it did stem from my, from my trauma as a kid. It was, cons- mm-hmm. it was certainly consistent physical abuse. And um, finally it was, you know, we talk about forgiveness. It was just, you know, me seeing my mom as another person going through her own things with six mm-hmm. kids through her own story, um, seeing the trauma that she had been through and understanding, you know, people talk about the cycle and that she was in a cycle that passed on to me and now it's do I continue on with that cycle and I did for a while you know Mm -hmm. not obviously with with kids or anything but Mm -hmm. with violence towards other gang members and Mm -hmm. and and um you know finally I said um you know it's got to stop like Mm -hmm. you know my mom doesn't know much about mental health and things like that she's an immigrant she came from Mexico and but me but I know now so since I know I have you know I have a responsibility to act on what I know Mm -hmm. and you know and I accept my mom for who she is and I accept myself for who I am but now I also take responsibility of my actions moving forward that you know this is not okay and the way I'll raise you know my kids or how I interact with other people is going to definitely be on a different level than mm-hmm. what my mom was and it's just yeah. moving on to a new generation um it also you know the the depression also stemmed from like I you know I forgave my mom but then there's another person there's there's my my dad <laughs> so my dad yeah. is so I had to go through that journey and um mm-hmm. you know I had so much resentment for him I had um I blamed him for a lot of things I did like right. <laughs> in a weird way and um mm-hmm. cuz he was gone. Yeah. And um you know finally I saw like I saw him kind of hey he's his own person like we try and put people into these perfect boxes into these ideals of mm. what we have of what a a good person is what and at the end of the day we're all here trying to to learn what we need to learn and move mm-hmm. forward. And, and yeah. some people learn it sooner than others and some don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being older, you kind of get to see the the difficulties of life and the beauty in life and we're all yeah. going through those. And and then there was, you know, forgiving myself. And, you know, I think that was certainly the hardest part during the depression. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't, um, I didn't know how to forgive myself. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, for the crimes I had committed for the life I had lived. And, and, um, you know, that's when, that's what required the surrender. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I went to, I went to God and, and I'm still here. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was pretty intense. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank, thank you for sharing that, that, that journey, um, and being so, you know, vulnerable and, you know, an an open book. And I'm sure that that will help some of the listeners because we know that at least one in four people, will be struggling with yeah, that yeah. mood and under the pandemic it will be a lot higher yeah so from what you've shared it sounds like there's various factors that contributed towards your the, the depression that you experienced trauma I guess there's the loss of your dad as well that tends to be a big theme when people struggle with depression or with a low mood suppressing yeah. emotions and not taking that mask off and yeah yeah I think that that the, I think that can be it's quite common I would say amongst men in particular. Um, so I think there's, there's quite a lot of expectations placed upon 
men. And we know that the, the kind of suicide rate, especially in the UK, is a lot higher for yeah. men. Um, so it is important that, that, that men in particular, and all of us, we, we try and connect with ourselves and what's going mm -hmm. on in our lives, you know, what's contributed to what we're experiencing. And one of the rivers to resilience is around being self-aware, you know, starting journaling, mm -hmm. connecting with yourself, yeah. in a diary, yeah. understanding yourself. Because if you don't understand yourself, how on earth are you going to understand those around you? How are you yeah, going yeah. to be help, able to help anyone? You, you can't. So, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it sounds like on your journey of resilience that you've kind of connected with yourself more. You've understood, understood yourself and understood what's possibly contributed towards some of your, some of your experiences. And then you've learned during those, that those um situations and allowed that to build your resilience and i guess that's what's enabled you to be where you are in, yeah. in life today and it sounds like you've leveraged your experiences you haven't just kind of left them there and thought yeah i'm cool i'm here <laughs> that's my past it sounds like you're yeah. using it to help others and, and i just love that and i'm such yeah. a believer in that you know community is important humanity and as you shared earlier we've all got a story and even if we can only touch or impact upon one person's life, that's okay. But yeah. I feel that regardless of what we've been through, everyone has got something to, to share um, in life, regardless of your age as well, because I guess some young people could, have ex could be a lot more resilient than certain adults because of their life experiences um, as, as well. So it's, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's great that, that you shared your journey and I know that everyone is, is going to, to learn from those experiences. So is there anything else that you want to share about resilience or even about um, we are all one story? On resilience, I, uh, like re reminding the audience, but reminding myself that, you know, it's an ongoing journey. Um, yes, yeah. You know, I certainly wake up sometimes and I'm like, man, I'm not perfect today. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and knowing that, you know, that this is a full breath of life, mm -hmm. that, that it's not all done in one day, not one week, not one month, not one year. You do focus on the goal and you do know that, you know, certainly for myself that I remind myself, hey, we're going in one direction. Um, mm -hmm. As far as... Uh, we are all one story. Um, yeah, if you, if you, if anyone's, um, you're in the UK, correct? Yes. Yeah. You know, hopefully, hopefully, I get to go to the UK sometime next year after this lockdown. Right. I've been wanting to, but you know, if anyone's interested in what we do at We Are All One Story, you can certainly visit our website at WeAreAllOneStory.net, mm -hmm. or you can contact us through Instagram at uh, We Are All One Story. Yeah. No, that's great. I'll add it to the the show notes but it's been so great um having you as a guest today jose thanks for sharing and being so open and i hope all of the listeners i hope you've enjoyed hearing about jose's journey i hope you've gained some nuggets and some insights into how you can build resilience so thanks for listening and we will connect with you again soon in our next episode so I hope you enjoy the rest of your day or evening, wherever you're listening from in this world. And just remember that there are lots of rivers to resilience and there's always, some, there's always a way that you can enhance your resilience and don't give up, don't give up. This is not the end 
of your journey, of your chapter, and this is not the end of your story.